Are we truly living in the season of the Lord's return, or is that just wishful thinking? And what evidence, if any, exists that we may be the terminal generation? Stay tuned for the answers to these questions. Lamb and Lion Ministries presents Christ in Prophecy, a program that focuses on the fundamentals of Bible prophecy, showing how current events in the news relate to biblical predictions of end-time events and the soon return of Jesus. Now, here's your host, Dr. David Reagan. Greetings in the name of Jesus, our blessed hope, and welcome to Christ in Prophecy. My colleague Nathan Jones and I are going to be discussing my latest book entitled Living on Borrowed Time. The subtitle is The Imminent Return of Jesus. And that's what it's about, the return of Jesus. Nathan, I am going to turn the program over to you and I'm going to let you put me on the hot seat. I've been looking forward to this. (laughs) I was afraid of that. Well, this is a great book. Why did you want to write it? What was the purpose? Well, I'll tell you, uh, it's a book I've wanted to write for a long time because it contains the basic message of this ministry that I've been preaching for 35 years now. And that is that uh, we are living in the season of the Lord's return. I believe that with all my heart. I believe that we could very well be the terminal generation. You know, they say that only two things you can't skip, and that's uh, uh, taxes and death. Well, there's going to be a whole generation that will not experience death. And I think we could very well be that generation that will be taken up to meet the Lord in the sky. Believe it with all my heart, and that's why I wrote this book. Amen. Amen. Well, that's exciting. Now, I noticed you broke the book into five different parts. Mm. The first one says scriptural principles. What does that mean? Well, what I tried to do was lay a, 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 a groundwork, a basis uh, for everything else I had to say in the book. And this book is written for the layman, it's written for the person, not written for theologians, it's written for a person who may not know anything about Bible prophecy. Uh, and so I had to lay a foundation. So I started off by talking about the promise of Jesus to return. There are many, many prophecies in the Bible, many promises that Jesus will return. In fact, I call it the believing in a rock solid guarantee. And so I do a survey of Old Testament prophecies, New Testament prophecies, promises by Paul, Peter, promises by Jesus Himself, promises by angels and so forth that Jesus is returning. And then I talk about the fact that not only is He returning, but the second chapter talks about He is coming to reign for a thousand years over this earth to bring peace, righteousness, and justice. And that second chapter is important because what most people don't realize is that the majority of churches on this planet today, including the Catholic Church and most Protestant denominations, deny that Jesus will ever come back to this earth, put His foot on this earth, that yes, He will come, but He won't come to the earth to reign for a thousand years. They are what we call amillennialists. They don't believe in a millennial reign of Jesus. And the only way you can get around that is to spiritualize the Scripture. And then what I do is I move from there into talking about why I believe that we are living in the season of the Lord's return. Now you say season. Someone wrote in once and asked us, you're always talking about season. Is that fall or spring? Uh, what do you mean when you say season? Well, it's not fall, spring, or summer. Okay. <laughs> no, it's, that's not what it's about. When I talk about the season of the Lord's return, I'm talking about the fact that, first of all, the Bible clearly teaches that we cannot know the date of the Lord's return. Yes. Now, there's a lot of very uh, deceived people who think they know the date, and there's been a lot of date setters, and we're going to see more date setting as we get closer to the coming of the Lord because Satan wants to discredit Bible prophecy. Mm-hmm. He doesn't want anybody listening to it. So he encourages people to set dates, and then when the dates come and pass, uh, people get upset and they get disillusioned with the Bible and with Bible prophecy. And then when a responsible 
uh, Bible prophecy teacher comes along like yourself and says, okay, I don't know the date, but I know we're living in the season. They say, yeah, yeah, we've heard that before. Well, we're not talking about a date here. We're talking about a season. We're talking about the general time period of the Lord's return. And so I have quite a bit of information in here about that. I talk about the fact that we can know that we are in the season of the Lord's return. And we can know that because there are signs that we are given to watch for. And what I do is I present an overview of those. As, as you know, uh, it's very difficult to get a handle on the signs. There's so many of them. Uh, there, for example, there are uh, signs of the uh, uh, of uh, in, in both the Old Testament and New. There's over 500 of them in the Old Testament. One out of every 25 verses in the New Testament has to do with signs. So what I did years ago is I decided the way to get a handle on them was to put them into categories. So that's what I've done in this book. In in my overview, I present the categories like the signs of nature which are probably the least respected of all the signs because people uh, don't believe God speaks through nature anymore. And I try to prove beyond a shadow of a doubt that He does. He always has. He hasn't changed. And He still speaks through signs of nature like Hurricane Katrina or something of that nature. Then I talk about the signs of society. The signs of society, uh, the Bible says that, that in the end time society will become like it was in the days of Noah, immorality and violence. Mm-hmm. So I talk about how society is decaying today, and uh, that this is a fulfillment of Bible prophecy. In fact, uh, as you well know, uh, Paul gave a very detailed description of what society would be like in the end times in 2 Timothy chapter 3, where he said, be perilous times, and he describes it in detail. Then I go to the spiritual signs, and, and I point out that there are more spiritual signs than there are any other signs, both negative and positive. That's why there are so many. Uh, the negative signs are very, very negative. There are things like apostasy and heresy and demonic influence and persecution of Christians, and, and it just goes on and on. But there are some very positive ones. And the most positive one is the pouring out of the Holy Spirit. There was a great pouring out of the Holy Spirit when the church began, and the Bible always says there's going to be another great outpouring of the Holy Spirit in the end times. Oh, and I believe we're in that right now. In fact, in Joel chapter 2 it says that that final outpouring of the Holy Spirit is going to occur when Israel is back in the land. Well, they're back in the land, reestablished in 1948, and so we are in that great outpouring of the Holy Spirit. I think the, the, the tremendous ministry of Billy Graham was an example of that outpouring of the Holy Spirit. Uh, the understanding of Bible prophecy is part of that. Uh, this preaching of the gospel all over the world through technology, one of your favorite topics, that, that's uh, a sign of the time. And then I go on to point out that the next one is the sign of world politics. Uh, there is a certain configuration of world politics that the Bible mentions of Israel being back in the land, which didn't happen until the 20th century, wow. uh, being surrounded by hostile Arab nations, Russia to the north, the rise of the old Roman Empire, which we've seen in the form of the European Union. And then the fifth category I talk about are the signs of technology, which are some of your favorites, you know, being the nerd that you are and all the stuff hey, you yeah, love man. about the website and all that. Yeah. Uh, well, praise God for the abilities you have there. But the signs of technology uh, are one of your specialties, and I talk about that also, and how those point to the fact, uh, you know, there's no doubt, prophecies, yeah. as you know, Nathan, there's prophecies we've never understood before until now because of technology. Give me an example. Well, think of the two witnesses during yeah. the midpoint of the tribulation. They are killed by the Antichrist as they're preaching. They die. The whole world celebrates, and it says the whole world sees them being resurrected. Now, how does the whole world watch an event that happens in Jerusalem unless we have the technologies of satellites, mm-hmm. television? And, and see, nobody has ever understood that prophecy in natural terms, mm-hmm. only in super, but in natural terms until 
our generation. Not until the mid-60s when, when we got uh, uh, satellites uh, positioned all around the world could we do that. And now we can understand it. Uh, and then the sixth sign I give is the most important of all, the cornerstone sign. And that, of course, is the sign of Israel. Welcome back to Christ and Prophecy in my interview of Dr. David Reagan concerning his latest book, Living on Borrowed Time. Dr. Reagan, I notice in Section 2 you call it a prophetic forum. What is a prophetic forum? Well, uh, that's an idea I got when I was writing my last book. The last book I wrote was one about the Antichrist. It was called The Man of Lawlessness. And while I was writing it, I got the idea that it would might be very interesting to put a prophetic forum in the middle of the book. So what I did was I wrote to uh, about 30 Bible prophecy experts and I said, uh, uh, would you be willing to participate in a forum and answer five questions concerning the Antichrist? And 22 of them responded. And uh, so I found their answers absolutely fascinating. And what I did was I put in a prophetic forum in the middle of the book where I summarized their answers, what they agreed on, what they disagreed on and all. And people seemed to like that very much. So, when I got ready to write this book about the signs of the times, I decided to do the same thing again. I sent out letters to about 30 Bible prophecy experts. And once again, I ended up with 22. Not the same 22, but 22. I don't know why that number keeps coming up. <laughs> but uh, I asked them a number of questions. And, yeah, and like we what had, kind of questions did you ask them? Well, uh, let me first of all just say we had quite a variety of people here, and I wanted to mention who some of them right. were. Oh, okay. Uh, for example, uh, Gary Fisher, whom we've had on this program a number of times, uh, a person like Al Gist, who's been on here, Philip Goodman, who's a great Bible prophecy expert up in Tulsa, mm-hmm. Oklahoma, uh, we had uh, Jeremy Hall from uh, uh, Canada. You know Jeremy. Yeah. And Mark Hitchcock, who is considered to be one of the foremost Bible prophecy experts in America today, along with David Hawking. We had Kenneth Humphreys from Northern Ireland participate in it. Uh, we had uh, Terry Jones from uh, Rapture Ready. Oh, Terry James, and uh, yeah. Jack Kinsella, who died shortly yeah. after he answered these questions. He was called home to be with the Lord. And we had two ladies, Jan Markell, Carol Matriciano, and we had... Uh, uh, Tim LaHaye. So we had quite a variety of people, including yourself. Including myself and one new person, right? Though, well, yeah, that's true. Brian Thomas. Yeah. That's right. New to Brian, the Bible prophecy. New, new in the sense that he's new to Bible prophecy. He really knows it. But uh, he is a, a new person on the Bible prophecy scene. Now, you asked me about the question. Yeah. Well, there were a bunch of me. them. I asked 11, and I was surprised anybody had the time to sit down and really respond to them, but they did. They were hard now, questions. Some of the questions were like this. Do you believe we are living in the season of the Lord's return? If so, why? Mm-hmm. And what do you consider to be the single most important sign of the times? The sign of the times. What do you consider to be the second most important sign of the time? Boy, did I get a lot of different answers on that one. How do you interpret Matthew twenty four thirty two and following, which is of course the parable of the fig tree? And there's a lot of issues involved in that, oh, yeah. such as does the fig tree really represent Israel, and what is a generation, and uh, when does that generation start, and so forth. I also ask them to interpret Daniel twelve four, which talks about uh, people running to and fro in the end times and knowledge increasing, and what did they really believe that meant. I uh, talked about Daniel 12, verses 8 through 9, where it talks about, Daniel, you're not going to understand these prophecies, and nobody will until the end times. And, and mm-hmm. 
Are we in those times when people are understanding the prophecies of Daniel that they've never understood before? Number seven was, do you believe God is speaking through signs of nature today? Number eight, do you consider to, what do you consider to be the most important technological development from an end-time prophetic viewpoint? Number nine, do you believe the, develop, the development of the European Union is a fulfillment of end-time prophecy? Ten, do you believe there are signs of the times that are unique to our day that never existed before? And finally, the eleventh one, the Bible speaks of spiritual signs of the end times, both positive and negative in nature. Which do you consider to be the most important and why? Well, with such a variety <laughs> of speakers, and I'm sure you got some pretty surprise answers at times, right? Well, I did. Okay. And actually, the biggest surprise I got was on the very first question I answered, hmm. I, I, that I asked. And that was the question about, what do you, uh, do you believe we're living in the season of the Lord's return? And if so, why? Well, I expected of the 22, I expected at least 18 or 19 to say, yes, I believe we're living in the season of the Lord's return. And here's the reason. Israel, cornerstone of end time Bible prophecy. That's what I expected. That's not what I got. Really? All 22 said, absolutely beyond a shadow of a doubt, we're living in the season of the Lord's return. We are the terminal generation. All 22. But they did not point to Israel as I thought they would. Hmm. Now, some did. Uh, seven of the uh, 22 said yes, that Israel is the sign that has convinced them that we're living in the season of the Lord's return. But the rest of them by far said no, there is another thing that has convinced us we're living in the season of the Lord's return. And that was, could be summed up in one word, convergence. They used it over and over and over. And Ron Rhodes, who is a great Bible prophecy scholar, was the one who probably gave the most eloquent explanation of what he meant by that. What they're talking about is this. The thing that has convinced them the most is that for the first time ever in history, we're seeing all the signs that Jesus talked yeah. about coming together at one time. In World War II, for example, many people said, hey, we're, we're living in the end times because uh, wars and rumors of wars and wars are going on and Mussolini is, is from Italy and he must be the Antichrist and all. But Israel was not back in existence. Mm -mm. There weren't Arab nations trying to take the land away from them. The Roman Empire had not been revived. Throughout history, people have seized on this sign or that sign or this sign and said, hey, we're in the season of the Lord's return. But we are the first generation to ever live when all of these signs have converged and come together. And so convergence was the thing that most of them mentioned. Amen. I mean, that's, <laughs> that's huge. That's, uh, yes, I would that, say that, amen to that, that also. Huge. Well, I noticed in your second question, you asked the forum members to identify what they consider to be the most important individual sign of the Lord's soon return. And what was their response? Well, as you could well imagine, all but three of them mentioned one sign as the most important of all the signs. And what was that? Israel. Yeah. <laughs> yes. And of course, the reason for that is because the end time Bible prophecy focuses on Israel. Philip Goodman had a great comment about this, and I want to share it with you. I could you. imagine. Uh, it, it is very illustrative. He said, every major prophetic passage in the Bible presupposes Israel at the center of the end time map and the centerpiece of the last days. Israel is the hub of end time Bible prophecy. All the other signs are the spokes. The end time is the rim. The end time, the rim, cannot happen without the signs, the spokes. Yet the signs have no prophetic significance as signs apart from the existence of Israel at the hub of the whole thing. So Israel by far was the cornerstone sign of the end time. That sounds like Philip. Always very <laughs> eloquent. 
Uh, your third question concerned the four members that you believe that the second most important sign. Uh, was there unanimity in their responses to that uh, question? Now, that's where it all began to spread said, out. Oh, okay, I mean, the okay. unanimity disappeared. Yeah. <laughs> uh, they, we got all kinds of answers on the second most important sign. Okay. Uh, the number one second most important sign that six people selected was spiritual corruption in the church. Hmm. The gross apostasy that exists in the church today. I mean, uh, you can understand that. Uh, 20 years ago, would you have believed it when somebody said, 20 years from now, all the major denominations will be performing same-sex marriages uh, or ordaining homosexuals as bishops of their churches. It was beyond comprehension. And yet that's happening today. The apostasy in the church today, people everywhere teaching there's one, uh, there are many roads to heaven, Jesus is not the only way and so forth. It is just unbelievable. We had some very, very eloquent answers to that because people really were fired up about it. So that was the number one second <laughs> a sign that people selected. Now, okay. the second most frequently sign, as mentioned sign was the rise of the old Roman Empire. Some four people selected that one and said the, understandable. The, the, uh, the appearance of the European Union in fulfillment of Daniel's prophecies was the second most important sign. And, and to me, I would agree with that. I, I think that is the second uh, most important sign. Then the other one, there was a kind of a tie for third place. Uh, there were three people who selected uh, two different signs. Uh, three of them selected the Ezekiel alignment of nations. Uh, Ezekiel says there's a certain alignment of nations that will come down against Israel in the end times. And they said, hey, that alignment has happened. It's an alignment of Iran with uh, Russia and all these uh, Muslim nations. And the alignment has occurred. And they, they pointed to that one. Uh, three others, guess who's included in this? Yourself, was the explosion of technology. That technology, the explosion of it, the way it's helped us to understand prophecies we've never understood before, they felt like that was the second most important sign. Definitely. Okay. That, that's pretty. Well, then that might affect the tenth question here. I'm going to skip up to number oh, ten. Oh, number ten? Yeah, you asked the forum whether or not they believe there are any signs that are unique to our day and time, and how did they respond to that? Well, yes. Uh, overwhelmingly, they said, yes, there are signs that are existing today that have never existed before in the history of mankind. Such as? Well, uh, they gave a great variety of them. Thirteen of them, again, pointed to Israel because, again, you know, when, when the 20th century started and you had people saying, this is going to be uh, the century when, the, when we believe that God's going to regather the children of Israel to Israel. People laughed. They laughed at that. They thought, that's the silliest thing in the world. They're scattered all over the world. They're not coming back. Well, he did it. And so they pointed that. Some mentioned, uh, some uh, nine mentioned technological developments. You were included in that group. I'm a one-trick pony. Uh, some six focused on political alignments coming into existence that haven't existed before. There were a number of things. Uh, uh, some of them didn't mention just you know, uh, one or two. They mentioned several. Uh, we had uh, seven who stressed the rapidly growing apostasy in the church. We had three who pointed to nuclear weapons. Mm -hmm. We had some mention the European Union, the exponential increase in population, decay of society, the increasing frequency and intensity of natural calamities, preparations being made for the reconstruction of the Jewish temple. Now, that was an interesting that one that interesting people one. quite o often overlook. But you know, the Bible says that the temple is going to be rebuilt in the end times. We don't know if that's going to be before the tribulation begins or after the tribulation begins, but there's going to be a temple rebuilt. Mm -hmm. And what most people don't realize is that the Jewish Orthodox Jews in Israel are preparing to rebuild that temple. They've made all the preparations. They have drawn the architectural plans. Uh, they have uh, prepared, they're preparing the priests. They've prepared all the implements. They're ready to go. 
They are ready to go. And that is certainly one of the signs that we are living in the season of the Lord's return. Welcome back to Christ and Prophecy and my interview of Dr. David Reagan concerning his latest book, Living on Borrowed Time. Dave, we're now at uh, the third section, the key signs. Can you tell us what do you think some of those key signs are? Well, what do you think are some of the key signs? Of the end times that we're living on borrowed time? Yep. Well, you I know have, it's going to be technology. Nah, no, no. <laughs> See, people are going to think that's all I answer is just technology, but that's not the case. What would be some others? I uh, believe sincerely, like you said, that the super sign is Israel. That Israel back in the nation after almost 1,900 years of not existing. I am amazed when I talk to people how many of them say that Israel is unimportant, that it's a modern mistake, that's an accident. But have the Hittites become a nation again? You know, has ancient Scotland rose to become a nation? It doesn't happen. But when it's God's people, Israel becomes a nation again, it means something, it's important. And what I would agree, and, and I also am mystified by people who tell me that they just can't see it. I mean, when the Bible specifically, specifically prophesies that the Jews will be regathered in the end times, that the nation will be reestablished, that Jerusalem will be reoccupied by the Jewish people, and that all the nations of the world will come against Jerusalem, and it's happening, duh. Yeah, <laughs> it's, it's important. Obviously, God has a purpose for it. What are some of the other signs you saw? Obviously, that's a super sign, but what are the, the other signs? Well, you're going to keep me on hot seat, aren't you? I, yes, I am. <laughs> Well, the mm-hmm. second one I selected, which I've already uh, mentioned, was mm-hmm. the uh, revival of the Roman, Roman Empire. Empire yeah. Because uh, Daniel prophesies that very clearly, that in end times it's going to revive. And you know, Nathan, over the years, over 2,000 years, many people have tried to do that. They have tried to revive the Roman Empire. And they've always tried to do it with military force. Alexander the Great, uh, Charlemagne, uh, Hitler, Napoleon tried to do it. They've all tried to do it, and they've all failed. And yet it was accomplished peacefully peacefully after World War II, when a Frenchman by the name of Jean Monnet in 1950 just simply said, hey, we have been so devastated by this war, there is no hope for recovery unless we cooperate. We have got to stop this national bickering between the Russians and the, I mean, between the, uh, uh, the, the English and the, and the French and the French and the Germans. Let's get together and cooperate. Mm-hmm. And peacefully, in God's timing, the whole thing came together. It's quite a miracle when you consider the hatreds that have existed in Europe all these many, many centuries. And so the uh, old uh, Roman Empire has come back into being through the resurrection of the European Union. Now, what I did in selecting key signs is uh, there were many I could select. I selected nine, nine key signs. Israel, number one, the revival of the Roman Empire, number two. After that, I don't really have any particular order, but the order in which I presented them, the next one I did was the proliferation of the cults. And the reason I did that is because when Jesus mentioned the end time signs in His Olivet Discourse in Matthew 24, the only one He mentioned more than once was cults. He mentioned it three times. Watch for the cults. Watch for false Christs and these cults that are going to be an explosion of them in the end times. And that began in the 1800s in the formation of what became the largest cult in the world, the Mormon Church. And following that came the Jehovah's Witnesses. And then in this century, just a literal explosion. I mean, you go out to Los Angeles on every corner, you're going to find a different cult and some really weird ones. What gets excited about that one, as terrible as that is, is that it means that even Satan 
knows that Jesus is coming oh, soon yes. because he's trying to mess up and, and confuse the message of the gospel by putting lots of noise Absolutely. with false teachers and false prophecies. So if Satan even recognizes... We, yeah, we know from the book of Revelation that he really knows Bible prophecy because yeah. it says that in the middle of the book of Revelation, it says in the middle of the tribulation, he's going to try to take heaven one last time. When he's thrown down to earth, he will know his time is short because he knows Bible prophecy. And he knows when he's thrown down to earth, his access to heaven is cut off, time is short. That's the end of the cults, right? Because there's only be one well, religion, you got that his right. religion. Uh, the next one I mentioned was the convulsion, what I call the convulsion of nature. Okay. And that is one I really believe in that most people just laugh at or give no significance to. But I really believe that God works through signs of nature. And I believe He's doing that today. I believe He is speaking to this nation through the natural calamities that we're having, the forest fires, the hurricanes, the tornadoes that are happening in greater frequency and intensity than ever before. Another one I mentioned was one that our forum really focused on, and that was the growth of apostasy. Yeah. I am just appalled at the rapid growth of apostasy in the church today. It's one of the things that I've sort of focused on in my writings is keeping up, and it's hard to keep up with it. It's, it's just exploding and, and spreading so rapidly. Uh, one of, another one I focused on that I love is the outpouring of the Holy Spirit and the fact that yes, the gospel that is, is being preached all over the world today, the Bible being translated into many different languages, the Jesus film being shown all over the world. Another one I mentioned was the impact of change, that we're understanding baffling prophecies that we've never understood before. And that was certainly to be one of the signs of the end times. And then I get to one of my favorites, the, what I called in here the accelerator principle, but it's really called the exponential curve. How the Bible says in the end time, everything's going to be on the exponential curve. It's all going to be going like this. Apostasy will go like that. The, the natural calamities will go like that. The world population, everything. All that happened in the 20th century. And is a clear indication that we are living in the season of the end times. And then the uh, another one I mentioned was the decay of society. How society is just falling apart in terms of immorality and violence. Those were the nine key signs that I mentioned here. And uh, those I believe are the signs that are the most important of all. There are many, many others. But those, in fact, at the beginning of the book, I list 50 signs of the end times, and I don't even cover all of them then. Uh, for example, I didn't mention the uh, preparations for the temple, but uh, uh, there's so many. But those are the nine key ones that I think clearly indicate we are living in the season of the Lord's return. Welcome back to Christ and Prophecy, and I hope you've enjoyed our interview with Dr. David Reagan concerning his latest book, Living on Borrowed Time. Well, Dave, do you have any parting words for our viewers? Well, I do. I have a number in this book. I, in fact, uh, parts four and five of the book are messages to the church and to Christians. And basically, uh, you know what that message is? The message is, Jesus is coming soon. Wake up and get ready. <laughs> Amen. That sums up our entire program here. Okay. Well, folks, in just a moment, our announcer is going to tell you how you can get a copy of Dr. Reagan's newest book. And well, that's our program for this week. We hope it's been a blessing to you. And until next week, the Lord willing, this is Nathan Jones with Dr. David Reagan saying, Look up, be watchful, for our redemption is drawing near. Dr. David Reagan's newest book, Living on Borrowed Time, presents a sweeping overview of the signs of the times that point to the imminent return of Jesus to this earth. It also contains a prophetic form in which 22 Bible prophecy experts respond to 11 questions about the signs of the times. Some of the experts include David Hawking, Jack Kinsella, Jan Markell, Ron Rhodes, Bill Salas, Gary Fisher, Nathan Jones, and Tim LaHaye. 
Dr. Reagan addresses the most commonly asked questions concerning the return of Jesus. Can we know the date when he will return? Can we know the season of his return? What are the key biblical signs of his return? What signs, if any, have already been fulfilled? Are there any signs that are unique to our day and time? What is the most convincing sign of the Lord's soon return? The book runs 300 pages in length and can be yours for a donation of $15 or more, plus the cost of shipping. To order a copy, call the number you see on the screen between 8 a.m. and 5 p.m. Monday through Friday Central Time, or you can order the book through our website at lamblion.com. This book will help you see national and international events from a biblical perspective. It will also help you to understand that we are witnessing the fulfillment of Bible prophecies right before our very eyes, prophecies that signal the soon return of Jesus. Once again, to order a copy of the book, call the number you see on the screen or go to our website at lamblion.com. Thank you for joining us on today's Christ in Prophecy, a presentation of Lamb and Lion Ministries, a non-denominational ministry dedicated to teaching the fundamentals of biblical prophecy and proclaiming the soon return of Jesus. 